Have you ever wondered or asked yourself, what's my purpose in life? Over six immersive days at Date With Destiny, Tony Robbins can help you find that answer, providing tools to reshape your destiny and design the life of your dreams. Date With Destiny is Tony's favorite event, and it's the one you might have seen in that Netflix documentary, I Am Not Your Guru. Here's what happens though over those six days. You start out by gaining a deep understanding of what truly motivates you. Then you identify the triggers that create pain and pleasure in your life and learn the strategies to eliminate pain for good. Finally, you'll learn how to ignite or reignite your passion to achieve your ultimate vision of your life, career, finances, health, and relationships. As Tony says, it is in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. This is your chance to make the ultimate breakthrough and to start living the life you desire and deserve. To learn more about Date With Destiny, visit www.tonyrobbins.com forward slash destiny. How many times in your life have you set expectations for yourself? Maybe you expected yourself to follow a certain career path. Perhaps you believed you'd be married by a certain age or that your relationship would last a lifetime. While it's admirable to set goals and aspire to find love and connection, it's also dangerous to tie our happiness to our expectations. Because when reality doesn't meet those expectations, we often find ourselves lost, confused, and in pain. Hey guys, it's Annie York, Editorial Director for RRI. Welcome back to the Tony Robbins Podcast, where we're continuing our Real Breakthrough series, taking you to events like Date with Destiny, UPW, and Business Mastery, where you have a front row seat to life-changing transformations. In this episode, Tony works with a man who has found himself at a crossroads in his relationship. His wife has filed for divorce, and he's struggling to let go, blaming himself for the relationship's trajectory. Tony helps him take a step back to understand where his wife is coming from, so that he can find a new perspective on this relationship. Tony teaches him how to trade his expectations for appreciation, and together they delve into what it truly means to be masculine in this trying time, and why loving someone can ultimately mean letting them go. And most things are totally great in my life, and I work on being in gratitude every day, work on being in a beautiful state every day, and... After going to three UPWs this year, I'm just not going to settle for an average uh, relationship. Give me a hand for that. That's awesome. So I guess to ask a good question is how do I do a divorce in a beautiful state and let go of something that I want so bad in my life? I want to be married to this woman and... I want to grow old, and I want to be a good father, I want to be your king, and I want to raise our grandson together. And it just doesn't seem that this is what she wants in her life. What's the core issue? <sighs> wow. We have so much history, and, you know, I mean, there's so many different things in our history. Tell me the top two core issues. Well... I think how we even got together would be one of our core issues. I always questioned that if he really loved me. You know, we, we got together in a very tragic situation. You know, I was friends with her boyfriend, and she was friends with me, and we were in a platonic relationship, and he was murdered. Mm. And I was there to be like this. Her, we already had started, you know, having feelings for one another, but she was my friend. You know, I've known her since high school, and, you know, I stepped in and... and 
I guess, saved her. Maybe she never had a chance to just be herself. Or, um, so I always question if she loved me, and we've been separated 30 months now, and I know she loves me, and I love her. So um, I, I, a lot of it is the incompatibility between the two of us. In what way? I guess a lot of ways. I mean, I'm just uh, always on the go, 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 and she wants to be at home, and maybe I haven't really met her core needs of having a nest for her to stay in. We moved 11 times the first eight years we were here. I used maybe. houses like there were cars, and I just wanted to build a new one. And, you know, I didn't listen to her, and she, she, her parents still have the same house. They brought her home from the hospital, you know, and she wanted a nest, and I didn't provide a nest for her. And maybe it's a little bit too late now. Um, I don't know that. But I really, my question is, how do I let go of something I want so much and love so much? And Well, why do you have to let go? Can't you transition this relationship into a new form where you both still love each other? And what you really have is a great friendship right now. And it's not as good a friendship as it would be if you didn't have the construct of having to be a certain way. So the question is, why do you don't have to give her up? you might have to instead decide that it's going to be a different form. How often do you guys, are you guys intimate? Oh, that's never been a problem. We have sex like high school kids still, all still. the time. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's the, the glue of the relationship. So all the time. So you have great sexual chemistry. We, se we have great sex. Uh, we're, you know, she served me with divorce papers on September 19th. Um, you know, and I think I pushed it along by her not really wanting to come and experience this with me. And she says, well, can we still have sex? Can we still travel together? Can we still do all the family stuff together? And I'm like, I'm friggin' confused. Well, I mean, I want to wake up in the morning and look so, you in so, the eye. So she wants to be around you. She wants to have sex with you. She wants to be with your family. She just doesn't want to be married to you. Yes. So why wouldn't you divorce her and have everything you want? Well, I mean, I have been having girlfriends and intimate No, I don't mean that. I mean everything you want with her. Well, I want more. I want to wake up with a woman in my life. I want to wake up to somebody, look them in the eyes every morning and tell them how much I love them and hold them and would have she them move, hold would me. Would she move back if you got a divorce? She doesn't want to live with me. And why? Um, I think she's finding herself. I think she's really, you know, after all these years of being in a marriage and raising the kids and... You know, we've had a lot of, we were party friends together and, you know, we're, we're, we're both working on, you know, uh, being better persons. And, you know, I'm now at, right before UPW New York, I was speaking to my coach and she said, what's holding you back in your life? And one of the key things I was, could say was drinking too much and I was masking some of my problems. So on the pre-plat party in New Jersey, I gave up alcohol and I've been wow, sober now for crazy, 78 man. days. That's awesome. And uh, was alcohol a challenge for between the two of you fighting? Uh, I think that's when we had some of our worst fights when we were both intoxicated. Sure. It almost <laughs> always up a relationship because it's a depressant. It can loosen you up, but then it's a depressant. And when people get depressed, they get angry also and they get sad. They tend to go through that crazy eight. So, does, um, so what I'm hearing is she's filed for divorce. She says she still wants to have sex with you. She still wants to be with the family but she doesn't want to be married to you because she's trying to find what she thinks is going to fulfill her. And she's saying that's not another man. Pardon me? And she's saying that's not another man. And she might be honest. She may just be in a place that she's been responsible her entire life for other humans, and there's a part of her. Which, what would she be in your mind? Wood, fire, water, what would she be? 
Uh, she's a she's a nurse. She's a healing person. Um, so I would. She an Earth. Earth. You think? Yes, Earth. Compassionate. Yeah. She's she's smart. She's you know she was the mom that was always all the girls could come to her when they were young. We have three boys and all could talk to her and she was a great listener and she's beautiful. She's sexy. She's smart. She's everything I want in a woman. Is she? Will her second one be metal, or what would it be? A gold is what I mean by metal. I think gold. Yes. Yeah. So so think if that combination is there. I don't know if it's true. I'm asking you. And right I'm not now sure. you're. Pardon me. I'm not sure. You're not sure. I get that. Certain combinations like that would make it difficult. She wants to love and be loved, but then she's got these judgments of which she would judge herself the most intensely. But just think of the level of responsibility that she would feel for a lifetime. Women, you know, men in this room, most men in this room, an identity is a positive thing. This is who the fuck I am. This is what I'm about. And most of us take on a primary identity. How many men can relate to this? And as your identity expands, you feel expanded. How many women feel like identity, you have so many of them that it's like, responsibility got to be this way for one person that way for another and it stresses you out look around the room the concept of identity which to me is one of the most powerful forces in the human personality the need to stay consistent with how you define yourself but the problem is if i asked you who are you dano you would say i am first gut response i am I'm a top realtor on Maui, which is what I used to say. Okay. I mean, that's how I would relate. I am. Just keep giving me answers. I am. I am a good person. I am. I, full, am. I am full of love. I am. I'm Mr. Aloha. I am. I'm a good dad. I am. I'm a uh, good husband. I am. I'm a compassionate human being. Now, if I asked the woman these same questions and we hit all those categories, she would judge. She would not say. See, guys think they're good at all these things. See, the guy takes you to the movie, and it's a great movie. I wrote the script. I directed the film. I made it happen. If it's a movie, fuck me. Wow, that I take this stupid thing that made her unhappy. That's how guys are. But women beat themselves up within all these areas at a much greater level than you could ever imagine. So here's a woman who's, I'm guessing, because she's not in my presence. I, I will tell you when I know for sure. I do not know for sure on this, because she's not in front of me. But I'll tell you my hunch and you can see whether the hunch makes any sense. I think if she is core to earth, which sounds like it would be, she spent an entire lifetime with all these identities. How old is she now? She just turned 60 in August. Okay. Then she's turned 60 years old and she's having, you know, basically an identity crisis because her entire life is be responsible for everything and everyone. And what does she really want right now? Not to be responsible. She wants to find what will fulfill her. She feels like what will fulfill her is different than what she has. That's because what she's had has been there so long and it's so familiar, she takes it for granted. She thinks something else is going to make it happen. What need is she pursuing? Certainty, uncertainty variety, significance, love, growth, contribution. What is she pursuing right now as she goes out on her own? Which one? Love and growth of herself. Love and growth for herself. Are you projecting what you would be going after? Or are you actually connected to what she's after? Because what you've described to me in terms of her language does not sound like it's love and growth. It sounds like she doesn't feel like she's very what? What? That's right. She doesn't feel very significant and she's going to try and find some way to make that happen. I don't know if it's true. I'm asking. Uh, yes, yeah, she's made some really positive changes in her life, and she's got back into nursing. She's working in a recovery center now, helping people through their addictions, and I think she is looking for significance and recognition and yes. you know, finding her own way. 
And perhaps she didn't feel enough of that with you. I would agree with that. So she's pursuing another way to meet her needs because those needs were not met with you. It sounds like love was met with you. You're a love bug. How many feel his, that he's a love bug? All his identities, if you listen to him, you could wrap him up into, I'm a love bug, <laughs> right? That's really what it is. So here's this love bug. And what is your core out of those, those powers or hero powers? Wood. Wood. So the wood in you, and what's second for you? Fire. Fire, okay. So you want to grow and you want joy. And then you've got this woman who's constantly worrying about everybody because she's earth. She wants everybody. She wants the community taken care of. She wants everybody taken care of all the time. And she probably got a certain amount of connection, growth, significance, and things of that nature. But she feels a burden and she's not felt enough with just you. And that's where you failed in this area. And so you have to decide, is there a way to still bring that back with her or not? And if not, then how can I have the best part of my relationship with her? And then how can I pursue someone that will be the right match for me at this stage of my life? And how do I make sure that the long term with this person, their needs are really met? See, a great test for all of you that I would give you is, let's just do it with you right now, Dano. Tell me, on a zero to 10, I want you to tell me how much certainty you have that she loves you. Ten. Great. On a zero to ten, how much variety do you feel with her? Surprise. Six. Okay. On a zero to ten, how significant do you feel to her? Three. And on a zero to ten, how much connection and love do you feel with her? Five. Okay. And how much growth? Zero. And how much contribution? You to her, where you feel like you're really able to contribute to her, and she takes it in. Four. So if you listen to it, there's only one thing that's here. He's hanging on to certainty. Raise your hand if you see it. Now let's flip it for a moment. And I, I don't have her here, so I'm going to ask you, and you could then ask her this later on if you wanted to. How much certainty does she have with you? You'll be there always. Zero. Really? How come? Uh, because before we got married at 26 years old, I just let her know that I am a wanderlust and I was going to be gone seven to 10 days a month, no matter if we had kids, no matter what, I just wanted to be honest with her up front that I'm going to be traveling the world and kind of doing my own thing. And that's what I've done and so I'm paying for it now. So, well, it's not a punishment. This is not negative karma. Those are stories in your head that will beat you up and make you unable to ever have her back completely or anyone else. Because the challenge right now is, if you look at this man's physiology, he's beat himself up at a level that's ridiculous. You see it in his shoulders. You see it in the sadness in his eyes. You can feel it in his heart. Even as I speak it, he's hiding, pushing back the tears. So this is a man who feels defeated. And what makes it worse is that you're beating yourself up when in reality you were honest and you were real and you went out and did what your sense of mission was and she stayed with you during that time. But at the age of 60, she feels like she needs her sense of mission, her sense of freedom, her sense of life. And you aren't being paid back for it. You've actually had beautiful years that you've shared together. And this woman still loves you, still wants to have sex with you and still wants to be with your family. She doesn't want to be married to you because married to her means more responsibility. I'm confused. He's confused, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the masculine universe. <laughs> Try and understand the feminine universe. You are nothing but love. 
you will always attract women because they will feel in you masculine strength and feminine levels of love that make you safe and yet beautiful to them. You will never be hurting for that. And I know you're obsessed with this woman, but another reason you're obsessed with this woman, you have so much beautiful chemistry with her. But if you love someone, and I believe you do love her, love is not a selfish thing. And part of your growth as a man, and I, I would never be derogatory and say you're just a boy, but you have some of the best qualities of a boy. It's one of the things women love but they also want a man. And really being a man is your ability to die for someone you love. And this feels like you're dying, but you're not. You're growing. And if you love her as much as I believe you do, you should give her the freedom she desires because it's what you would want as a would. And let her explore what she needs with total love that you have. You couldn't take it away. You wouldn't and maybe live in the mystery that you don't like, but you need. The mystery of what will be next. I can tell you with absolute certainty, what's next is always better because you're gonna continue to grow and so is she. And so your relationship with her is infinite, it's eternal, it will never go away. You have too strong a bond. But if you love someone completely, you'll give her what she needs, even if it hurts initially. And the hurt will go away because you'll realize you actually need something also, but you can't see it because you've been more addicted to certainty. You want certain love. What would happen, Dano, if you flew to go see her wherever she is and surprised her, which might freak her out a little bit, but you made it really clear, I've not come here to do anything but to tell you I'm so sorry. And what we just did is called Hopa Ono, if you're not familiar with it. It was actually created here in Hawaii. And there was a man here in Hawaii who's a psychiatrist who worked in the Hawaiian mental hospital here, which about 20 years ago was brutal. In fact, many people, they put the criminally insane there. And so the worst characters in the world would go there and they started attacking and hurting the staff, which rarely happens in a medical institution because usually it's so medicated that can't happen, but it happened here. And so they had a hard time finding a psychiatrist to come and they hired this man who was a psychiatrist but studied this ancient component of Hopa Ono. And all Hopa Ono is is you're saying those four sentences, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And what you're doing by saying it is clearing what's going on. It's energetic. And, but this is the way he did it. He never met with a single person in the prison. He had his office. He pulled their files out. And he would read their stories. And you can imagine, someone who's a murderer has had some trauma in their life. They don't just show up as a murderer. And he would just do this for two hours on a person. Day after day. And then go to the next person for two hours. And in less than six months, they cleaned out 65% of the facility because these people became healed. They never sat down with them in person. It's a clearing that occurs. You felt it in yourself. You can create that clearing with someone else. It's one of the most powerful things that Sage and I do with each other and we do have couples do together. I would go and just say to her, I have been so blind. I am here to say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. 
You look into her heart and soul and you say to her, this is not a game. I'm not trying to get you back. You deserve whatever you want. I want to be with you every moment. But if you don't, I love you too much to try to constrict you. So I'm going to respect your wishes. And I'd love to make love. I'd love to be with you. And if you go on somewhere else, I'm always here. I will always be here for you. And I hate to go be with someone else. But I'm respected where you are and you're going to do what you're going to do. But I am here always for you. That's my love for you. And then you don't manipulate. You don't try to get her to do anything. You don't try to bring her back. You don't do anything. You truly give her freedom from the place that comes from unconditional love. That'll f*** her up. (laughs) She won't expect it from you. And you need to authentically own what you've f***ed up on in the past. Not like as a broken man who showed up here, but as the man you are right now who's truly whole would still prefer. You're really telling me your preferences. Your preferences is to have her there every moment. It's not required. It's a preference. It's really important because we make our preferences life and death. Because right now, you figured out meet all your needs you thought through one person, but you really didn't. You met many of your needs through your children. You met many of your needs through your work. You met many of your needs through your friendship. You made many of your needs by being in Hawaii. And you've convinced yourself now because you're losing it that that's the source of all your needs. And I'm here to tell you that's just not true. That's your addiction right now. So break your addiction with love. The Tony Robbins Podcast is directed by Tony Robbins and hosted by Tony Robbins and Mary Buckheit. Anna York is the executive producer and steps in as occasional host. Digital editing by Jamie Carvajal and Adriel De La Torre. Copyright Robbins Research International.